Hello, Trash Crusaders. Welcome to episode four of the Save Trash Cinema podcast, the podcast where exploitation and exploration come together. It is mm. me, your guide through trash cinema, your friendly neighborhood garbage can, Cayman Darty. And on today's episode, we are getting down and dirty with some babes, blood, and beavers with zombievers mm. but before we get into that let me introduce you to my bearded baby boy uh-huh. and my wonderful co-host patrick schweiger patrick how are you today goo goo gaga uh i'm great i um i want to discuss something um not 10 minutes ago not 15 minutes ago came in i got a mm-hmm. notification on my phone sure from the weather channel mm. this might end up biting me in the ass maybe this is a tragedy and i just am not aware yet the Weather Channel informed me of a pileup of cars in Illinois. I'm not quite sure why, <laughs> but I have questions, and I hope we can get to the bottom of those questions today on this, the premier trash cinema podcast well, out of Atlanta. You know, I think there could be a very logical explanation. Though this film is set in Indiana, not Illinois, maybe hey, they're next to each other. Have migrated. And for our very special guest on today's show, you might have seen her on Stand Against Evil, Creep Show, or even as April Stevens on Netflix's Teenage Bounty Hunters, Devin Hales. Devin, thank you for coming on to the show today. How are you? Oh, I am great, Cayman. Thank you for asking. And Patrick mm. Rose did inform me that... Um, there are, in fact, approximately a hundred cars involved in that. Oh, shit. <laughs> involved in that wow. pileup. Um, not a joke. We we just lost a bunch of listeners in Illinois. We hope you're all safe. We hope that no one is has uh, expired. But I uh, look, it needed to be addressed. Something like that comes from the Weather Channel. It needs to be talked about. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't disagree with your decision to bring yeah. it up. Yeah. Um, in this way. This is breaking breaking news, folks. Well, enough of the breaking news, but to jump into a little bit of housekeeping for today's show, we'd love it if you could rate and review the podcast on the podcast app of your choice. Don't forget you can be on the show by emailing us your thoughts and questions to savetrashcinema at gmail.com, or you can DM DM us on Twitter at savetrashcinema or on Instagram at savetrashcinema as well. In the coming weeks, we'll start releasing some short-form bonus content focusing on modern grindhouse films and exploitation films such as Zombievers, as well as some additional content that we'll tell you about later. But... I don't want to take any more time because I feel like we've talked about a lot of people dying that aren't related. <laughs> we to don't know movie. that. Don't I know feel that like dead. it's implied at this point that if there's a hundred cars involved, some shit's gone down. Look, guys. Context clues now tell me the weather channel told me there must be a blizzard. There must be an ice storm. This must be weather related. It's an act of God. So maybe, maybe everyone's fine. Just a little cold. Or you know what? I really hope <laughs> Everyone simultaneously shit their pants in the cars, swerving, sliding. Beaver fever. Beaver fever and just a little mm-hmm. gentle bump. We yeah. didn't know that it was a, a, a crash, mm-hmm. a slam. Just a, just just a little a... kiss. They see me rolling. They hating. 
I don't know the rest. Well, they're going to hate this episode. So let's jump into the actual episode with a little overview on Zombievers. Zombievers is a 2014 modern grindhouse film directed by Jordan Rubin in his directorial debut and co-written by him and his longtime collaborators, Al and John Kaplan. Jordan Rubin would find relative success as a TV comedy writer and would helm the trash cinema classic Critters films reboot uh, for the streaming service of Shudder. The film follows a group of college students who become trapped at a lakeside cabin during a zombie beaver or zombiever infestation. Hmm. It is interesting to note, however, that on IMDb, the plot synopsis calls the students groupies and removes the word lake and adds in swamp. Interesting. So well, hmm. I, look, I propose I do an have edit to, s- to that. <laughs> I do have to say on the, on the lake subject, mm. I, I, now I wouldn't go so far as to call it a swamp. A bog. That's a little disrespectful. But while watching the movie, I did think this looks like more of a scummy pond to me oh, yeah. than a, than a lake. Sure. Seems pretty small. Um, not a place I would want to swim, but who am I? You know, oh, it's not who, a lake. Who am I? You, you, well, you are Devin Hales from Netflix's own teenage bounty hunters. So Stop. you should be. Came in. You, you should that. be the expert on all things <laughs> scummy pond related. Cinema. Um, cinema. Scope of cinema. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm an expert. Cinema. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, the film stars a cavalcade of B horror stars and characters from films such as Mom and Dad, Sushi Girl, The Row and Stephen King's The Green Mile. Wait, hold on. Characters from these other art pieces? Are the actors movie? portrayed characters Got in it. these films. Understood. It is no joke, however. Um, character actor Brent Briscoe, uh, his beloved character actor, played a very small role in the film as the neighbor's husband. And yep. he is indeed, plays a very large role as a guard in Stephen King's The Green Mile. Critically, When he came role. up, I'm like, I know this guy. Yeah. Who is this man? I know this man. Couldn't place it. Didn't think to look it up. <laughs> well, here we are. That's what I I'm mean, here for. Why would you? You're not doing a podcast about it, correct. so you don't need to look it up. There really was no it. reason for me to look up who that man was. That's correct. In preparation for today's <laughs> Well, the film runs for an hour and 17 minutes and sports a genuinely impressive 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the film itself is currently streaming for free on Pluto TV as well as Tubi. However, you can pick up a copy off of Amazon for relatively cheap or rent it online for even cheaper. Well, with that overview out of the way, let's jump into some initial thoughts. Patrick, why don't you go ahead and start us off? Tell me what you think about Zombievers. <laughs> so I think it's interesting. It's I think it's important. I think it is uh, prescient. Did I say that right? To point out. Sure. That we, I don't know that we'll ever get a movie with a higher Rotten Tomatoes uh, than 71 on this, this product, this podcast. I could be wrong, I, but 71 seems particularly high for the movie we watched. Not to say it's a bad movie at mm-hmm. all. I enjoyed it. I had a great time. I, but 71? 71. I, I mean, 71. let's drop that to 69. Am I right? 69. Nice. All right, well, Patrick, we're going to get that joke. Could you explain it? Yeah, uh, so uh, 69, Devin, Uh is when uh, two people are having sex and their their heads are are opposite each other. So Uh it looks like it's a six and a nine. 
because they're oh. sucky sucky. Okay. Great. Uh, yeah, no, I had a great time. Um, I thought the film uh, handled reincorporation in a very uh, e expertly done way. Um, you know, I thought basically no one could act their way out of a bag, but uh, that I think what else would you want in this situation? Um, I thought the use of uh, animatronics slash puppets slash CGI uh, creatures was also expertly done. Overall, 71 out of 100. 71 out of 100. You are indeed correct. Well, Patrick, your opinion is useless to me. Thank Devin, you. I want to hear from you. Tell me all about your thoughts on Zombievers. Okay. Number one. Does this answer oh, your shit. question? Oh, shit. Audience, you can't see this right now. But what I can tell you is, is that Devin is wearing a Zombievers shirt. May mm -hmm. I ask, Devin, how the fuck did you find that? Because that's incredible. Well, it was given to me as a gift. Okay, fair. fair. Um, I watched this movie for the first time. I would, you know, like to say to your uh, listeners, I did bring this to the table. Correct. I did bring the, zomb Correct. the zombie to the table. Yeah. Um, Always bringing that zombie to the table. Yeah, I'm not asking for credit. I'm not asking for accolades. I just um, thought I should mention it. Yep, thank you. Um, I watched this in probably 2017 or 2018. Loved it. Okay. Had a whole, it was a moment. It was a moment in time. Mm. And then this was given to me as a gift. It says Zombievers at the top. There is a woman um, mm -hmm. in a bikini, mm -hmm. knife raised, legs, obviously, spread. Sure. Yep. And... And maybe the most X-rated part of it is an is a knee up. So I mean, just like really, I mean, open for business. It almost and looks like they 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 ripped the logo from a place called like Bushy's Beaver Strip, <laughs> you'd find in like Montana. Yeah, like a truck Bushy's stop strip club. There you go, Bushy's yeah. Beaver Shack. And there is a beaver, um, swimming. Coming towards toward her, definitely coming toward toward towards what the beaver area, beaver to beaver to beave, beave mm -hmm. to beave, leave it to beaver. Leave to beaver. <laughs> um, and I, number one, I would like to say, whoever made this t shirt, it is one of the softest t shirts mm. that I own, mm -hmm. like remarkably so. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I also just decided once I got it that I was gonna wear it proudly in public, and if someone's grandma <laughs> had a problem with it then they could bite it, you know? Anyway. You know, you're, you're really taking on the embodiment of the character of Zoe, mm. um, who we'll get into in a little bit. But Zoe, she was really much just giving it back to the man mm. in a yeah. lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh, in every conceivable uh -huh. way. Correct. Um, oh, but to, to really answer your question, I would like to say, in the words of Bill Hader, Stefan... This club has everything. Friends who hate each other, immediate full frontal breast exposure, mm -hmm. puppets, mm -hmm. as Patrick oh, yeah. mentioned, men being punished for not going down on women. Yep. Oh yeah. As all as all great movies do. Um, castration, mm -hmm. former Disney Channel star Hutch Dano. Yeah. <laughs> Was he a, a former Disney Channel star? Yes. So our boy, um, our boy, uh, uh, 
which one is he? He's I call him the, I don't he's Sam. He's Sam. Sam. He's um, the douchebag, yeah. Uh yeah, Sam. And uh yeah, he's the cheater. Mm-hmm. Um Is he is he Josh from Drake and Josh? No, it's Zeke and Zeke and somebody, and I think he played Zeke, Zeke. and Zosh. Zeke and Zosh, yeah. Um, but here, should we look it up? Let's just let's give Hutch Dano you know, the credit. Give, give give Hutch Dano. What can we just address? What a fucking name this guy has. I mean, see, that's like the his thing, name though, is like, like Butch Butcherson. I would I would challenge this man to prove mm-hmm. to me that that is his birth name and not a stage name. Mm. because it's just it's it's too loaded to to be a birth name and if it is a birth name hats off to you we're both of his parents porn stars and yes so the show is called zeke and luther it appears to be a skateboarding show oh Oh boy so oh boy zeke and luther they really love those blank and blank names they love those (laughs) names just they do Always a name in a in a Disney Channel TV hmm. show. There's always a name well, in a Disney Channel TV show. Patrick, Patrick and Devin, I appreciate you guys giving some initial thoughts, <laughs> but I feel like the audience is probably ready for us to get the fucking show on the road. And so, let us move on to the show, everyone. Zom Beavers. You girls from out of town? We're staying over there in my cousin's place. We were looking for beavers. Well, hell, ain't we all? Ever occurred to any of you that there might be more beavers? The fuck? Is that blood? Holy shit! Never seen a real beaver before, close. Well, maybe you should try going down on me once in a while. Film opens with John Mayer and Bill Burr shooting the shit in a medical research van driving down the road. The truck hits a deer due to the driver, Bill Burr, being irresponsible with his cell phone usage while driving a motor vehicle. And in the process, they lose a container on the back of the truck. The vat of mysterious medical shit rolls down the hill into a river. So there are a couple things I'd like to address here. I think not only does this opening bit have some great physical comedy with the car. I, I don't know if you'd call that physical comedy. I, I think you would. Mm, uh, that's fair, yeah. But they go so far as to kind of hide that John Mayer is in fact John Mayer in this movie that's by giving him a shoulder length wig, uh, like a, a dirty mustache and some like gla- some sunglasses, like just like Cayman's. And mm. so the, the scene is happening and I'm like, oh my God, that's Bill Burr. I... Not that he's, I mean, is he A-list? Would we call him an A-list person? Uh, probably B-list, but I mean, okay. he's he's well recognizable. Yeah, like would and, I mean, in terms of comedy, like he's a very, very famous yeah. comedian. Um, so I'm like, wow, I'm very shocked to see Bill Burr in this movie. And then this other actor is talking for a little bit and I'm like, this fucking guy's John Mayer. <laughs> I cannot, and I, then we find out that this is his feature film acting debut. Indeed. And he's is. not been in a single movie since. Rightly How? so. When you've when you've climbed Everest, mm. when you've climbed Kilimanjaro, I mean, what else? Yeah, is no, there? I mean, it's it's a great point. I I just I'm I'm befumbled. I am yeah <laughs> uh, without words. I just I thought the opening of this movie of all the movies we've watched so far 
was the best opening to a film. Uh, it's specifically the the line being John Mayer's character is like, "Hey, do you, do you have your eyes on the road? Do you see what's coming?" It being a deer, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I got it." And then he bam slams right into it. <laughs> well, Some it's great like, physical he's, humor. He's, he's like, "You see, you see the deer in the road." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I see." He's like, "I don't think I trust you." Bam. And then they just smack right into it, which is later in the film. I don't want to spoil anything yet, but later in the film, there's a great callback to that. I I hate to move us backwards when we're uh, moving forward so well, mm. um, but I do feel like part of the charm of the intro of this movie is this animated yeah. little James Bond sequence to steal mm. Patrick's characterization of it. I mean... There's little people running, there's logs, there's beavers, there's a, a, a jaunty little jangle. That, I mean... Yeah, no, great point. I'm really glad you brought beautiful. that Beautiful. I even put in the notes and I removed it later, but I put in the notes initially, I was like, this synth soundtrack slaps. Yeah, like, yeah, that opening sure. theme song was like, just, it was like, the, it like embodies, and that's what I love about like, like modern uh, exploitation grindhouse films, is that like they bring back shit like that, right? Like you, you have to have that like really fun dark synth pop kind of soundtrack. You have to have those those weird intros like that, and it plays really well, and it sets sure. the tone for the rest of the film. Like you know what you're getting into because it really like leans heavily into that. Yeah. So after the the crew hit the deer and the the vat goes rolling into the river, we see during the intro credits um, this beautiful animated sequence as Devin mentioned as well as this, the vat just like tumbling through all these rapids, like going down this river. And then it finally comes to a stop at a beaver dam and then bursts open, squirting green goo squirting everywhere. It's, yeah. It definitely squirts everywhere. So a piece of trivia there, Cayman, and our sweet, sweet listeners. During the opening credits, when the medical waste barrel is floating down the river, disaster struck, they said, uh, someone, I don't know who this is. It's, it's not credit. Oh, this is the director. Jordan Rubin says... We had a rope attached to the barrel, but it broke because the rapids were so strong. So this barrel that had like hazardous waste materials written all over it went missing, says Ruben. He goes on to say the FBI and local state police <laughs> flew in, eventually found it, and they threatened to slam us with a $100,000 lawsuit, but it got resolved because we had the right shooting permits, uh, he went on to say. And then he, he finishes it out by saying, when you lose a chemical waste barrel, especially in this age of bioterrorism, it's not the best move, which I think is hilarious. That's amazing. Classy. Like you could only get that yeah. anecdote from a movie like this. Like, can can you just imagine that phone call? Whoever would be in charge of calling up the local forces and the FBI and be like, hey, so we lost this thing. And if someone finds it, it's going to be a problem because they're going to think this is actually a, a problem. What an you know, awful, I, awkward like, conversation. In a perfect world, they don't call it in. And the person mm. who finds it is like some 85 year old woman, like taking her dog on a walk and she finds this like fake chemical waste barrel and just puts loses on her absolute fucking mm -hmm. shit. Yeah. It goes on <laughs> Facebook. Yeah. And then it ends up on Infowars because of course it's going <laughs> to end up on Infowars. <laughs> right. Right. Well, after the opening, we cut immediately to a blonde crying in the bathroom of a truck stop. She leaves the restroom and gets into the car with the rest of her friends. They're driving a Prius. Life is good. <laughs> Which is when we all realize this is actually season three of Euphoria. You know, I've I've actually I've never watched Euphoria, but from what I hear, there's a lot of hogs in it. That's all. <laughs> there, 
there are a lot of hogs in it. There sure are. Um, there's also a lot of uh, breasts and what would we say is the opposite of a hog in this metaphor? A beavers? Beaver. Oh, of course. I'm a fucking idiot. And beavers. Thank you. You know, I feel like the one thing this movie's missing is hogs. Like, we, I, I don't know. I think a long period of exposed breasts. I think that, uh, you know, as a man, uh, I think. Yes, please, please do say what I you're think, about to say. I think if we were to have a hog, Everything that would take away. Like that would take away from the from the the feminine power of this film. Mm. You know what I mean? If if mm -hmm. we were to if we were to to desecrate it with a male member, that would you know I think take away some want, of the. Devin. Scoff all you want. We'll get to that. <laughs> Their nerdy friend in the car, she accosts her other friends, telling them no boys or texting is allowed on their trip. We find out that the blonde's boyfriend has cheated on her, and that's why she was crying and what presumably led to the trip with her friends. Which Next is also, we see a, if, I, if I may, real quick. No, please. please At some may. point in this conversation, one of them uses biatch. And then uses mm. it again. And then it's used multiple times throughout it's the film. So and much. I think it, it is time to officially bring back Biatch. I think I think it's been gone long enough from vernacular that I think it's time to bring back Biatch as a term of really anything it needs to be. Question for the both of you. This film came out in 2014. Yes. Not that long ago. Correct. Were we still using Biatch in 2014? I feel Absolutely like that was like a, like a like a late 2020 Two or late two thousands kind of thing, like two thousand six. Yeah, so. I yeah, I would say mid two thousands. Um, personally, I think maybe maybe Zombievers was attempting to bring back Biatch, but really what they need is a huge podcast like Save Trash Cinema to be the ones to really start the Biatch movement. Do you think as two straight white males, we should be the ones that bring back Biatch? Hmm. I think Devin is the only person that can answer this question. Who else is there? If not you, why be why this word now? Mm. Why biatch now? I mean, we we're, we're reclaiming biatch in this moment. No, 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 no. I am not reclaiming anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I watched you. You just tried to reclaim biatch and um you know I'm, here, the good to, news I'm here to okay it. Yeah, Weird. I speak for all women when I say Patrick and I at least we're not famous enough to get canceled. Okay. Here's the thing. So we can attempt it. <laughs> no one will say anything. You know, here's the thing. We can say whatever we want on this podcast and it won't be the most controversial thing said on Spotify this week. Boy, oh boy. Guarantee. You correct. Guarantee. You. Well, I can guarantee not to say you that this. we should say anything. I'm just saying. I, well, I can Top guarantee you this. We next see a boy fishing by the lake. As he's reeling in his catch, he loses his rod and is attacked off screen by something. A beaver, perhaps? Wearing a number one dad trucker hat at approximately the age of 14. Yeah. You know no what? Comment. In his defense, um, my grandpa gave me a hat when I was younger, when I was probably in like a freshman, sophomore high school that said, Cayman's Papaw on it and i used to wear that shit with pride yeah and if did. i could find it again i fucking wear it again yeah you will i would the All girls right. arrive at the lakeside cabin and are soon greeted by their bubbly older neighbor 
Something in the water is scoping them out while they do so. The blonde goes to the bathroom, and while there, finds out there's no cell service, which accomplishes the very first horror trope of the film. Mm, sure. The girls then head to the lake. As addressed earlier, this is not a lake. This is very much a pond, but we will continue to call it a lake. Actually, can I can I jump in very quickly? You can always I'm, jump in. I'm I'm reminded of a line after the the um the cell service is not available when the the nerdy girl whose name I don't remember is like go get changed. She's like I don't want to get changed. I want to send a text. And I'm oh like, my god! Yeah, if, if that's not the thesis statement of our generation today, came in. Well, there's also a line she says later. She's she's like, I can't go 24 hours without a text message. And the mm. girl goes, I haven't gone a day without Instagram since, well, before Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then there's another moment where you realize, and I, I rewind the film to make sure this was true. They aren't using Southern accents until they're at the lake. And then also, I don't know if you've ever met anyone from Indiana. No one fucking sounds like that from Indiana. Well, you're like Indiana, woods, Alabama, Southern. I mean, Indiana is shockingly redneck. It can be shockingly sure. redneck. Oh, I know that. What I'm saying is, is that this is like sure. This is like backwards trash. Alabama. You're right. Yeah, like this is like right. the the cream of the the cream rises to the top. Macho Man Randy Savage level redneck bullshit. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, so you're right. The girls go to the lake. And immediately one of them gets topless. And this is where I have to stop and point out that once again, as Devin mentioned, she chose the film. And I also would like to point out to Patrick, I did not choose this film. So the boobies that were on screen, I did not select. Okay. Look, okay. there's okay. a misconception here that I think needs to be addressed head on. There's a misconception that Patrick is not okay with nudity. Not the case. Patrick's not okay with nudity that feels uh, non-consensual. This one as or coerced or coerced, correct? No, you only like big stinking hogs on screen. <laughs> I mean, look, I love a big stinking hog in my face and on screen. I'll be the first to say it right now to our listeners across the globe. Okay, hell yeah, I'm a happily married man to a woman, but who doesn't love a big hog right in their mouth? Right? Too far? Right? No, no, Great. absolutely far enough. But no, there's there's a piece of um, there's a piece of trivia that I would like to share. Uh, so Courtney Palm, who plays Zoe, is that her name? Zoe? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She was asked during an interview why she decided to go topless for this role and her feelings in general on actresses being nude, since many feel it can be misogynistic toward women. She said the nudity in Zombievers was there as a joke because there's been so much nudity and horror. I think society makes it an issue because we guard nudity so much. I honestly think by freeing the nipple that maybe there wouldn't be as much a need to make a fuss over breasts. The issue is that there are too many people who want to make a fuss over it, end quote, which I don't disagree with. You know, and I, I I'm look, I, I can't speak. Free the nipple, Cameron. I, I can't speak on this at all, but I do think that she, like, this is a good like her response to this is good because it, it does set the precedent of being like, hey, maybe not every time we see someone nude on screen, it is coerced. Like sure. maybe this is a choice. Maybe they don't give a shit. And I actually found this out later when I was doing research for the film. Apparently she does. She like she runs her own OnlyFans account now. And I was good like, when I saw Hell that, yeah. I was like, shocking. Um, Make that but also Make good that for her. Like do whatever the fuck you want. No one gives a shit. So. While they're out and about, they're on the lake. They're lounging out on an anchored raft, and they spot a beaver dam. 
Upon approaching the dam, they see the lost medical canister as well as a bear. <laughs> Remember that. Because why not? Oh, why not? A gun goes off and an old man walks out from the brush. He cracks off about how they should stay away from beavers as well as informing the girls. They need to be more prudish. They tell him to fuck off and depart back to the cabin. He also opens the dialogue with him by saying, look at you three little heifers. Oh, yeah. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> but that man, uh, for any of our listeners that watch Better Call Saul, you'll recognize him as a character in that show. And I was like, oh, this is the only other thing I've ever seen him in. Oh, no way. So, I, I'm not a big breaker. Working actor, so... Never. There is actually some very interesting um, explanations on why the the writing in this movie is so. Um, I'm trying to think of the the perfect word to use for it. Crass in a mm. very sexual manner. We'll find sure. out about that later. The girls get back to the cabin while they're sitting around playing truth and dare. They hear a banging on the door after going looking for the noise. They find out that their boyfriends and ex-boyfriend have driven up against their wishes. The blonde is reluctant, but agrees to let them stay. The two couples go off for some sexing and leave the broken-up couple behind in the living room to sit and listen to their screeching sex howls. The blonde kicks the boyfriend's ass and then leaves to go get a shower. It's In that scene, when they're having their, their sex howls, as you put it, you can tell they're having fun with it. Like you oh, can tell yeah. these are two actors just like, all right, look, we got to fuck. Let's just, yeah, let's make sounds. Right. I, it's I very, include, it's very theatrical. I didn't include this bit of trivia, but I read it in an interview with the director, uh, Jordan Rubin, where he mentioned that like when they would have scenes and like everyone was like trying to get prepared, he would like sneak and grab a dildo and then like come back and start waving it at them. Like while they're like trying to get prepped for the scene and he would just start waving dildos at them. Wow. Um, so you could definitely tell, like, they're having fun making this movie. Like, there's a sure. lot. And that's what I think is enjoyable about it is, like, the fun they're having is portrayed on screen. And it, like, helps the audience get in on the jokes. It helps the audience sure. get into the humor. And they have fun as well. Yeah, so, absolutely. And it, it shows bloopers mm -hmm. at the end. And I think that's always oh God, yeah. um, a great comfort mm -hmm. um, to show. Yeah, especially on a movie like this, where you're like, what was this like? Mm -hmm. Were we rolling our eyes? How How was everybody feeling? Everybody was having a great, great time. Mm -hmm. I also oh, yeah. should have interjected earlier about mm -hmm. uh, the arrival of the boyfriends. Sure. <sighs> I would just like to say, okay, so we have Zoe. Who's our who's our booby our booby shower? Mm -hmm. um, our booby and she's who's our booby and she's a little. Mm -hmm. I think of of the three friends, she is the most um crass, the most outspoken. This is also I love in a movie where we get a group of friends who seem to not really like each other, <laughs> um all the time if at all. And I think that's a especially apparent with Zoe. Um, but Zoe's boyfriend Buck, Big Daddy Buck. Big Daddy Buck, Buck in the beanie, Buck. Buck, Buck who likes to fuck, you Buck know what I'm saying? Fuck. I just love when we have a female character who's kind of annoying and her boyfriend shows up and he's even, he tops that and you're like, God, a match made in heaven, mm -hmm. these two. Oh, I yeah. can't wait for them to die. Because like, you, we all, this couple in some capacity is in everyone's life, right? Oh, yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Probably me. 
Probably Sid and I. We're probably that couple who's oh. just disgusting all the time. Um, I mean, hey, now I I would disagree. Um, I think you are both of them, actually. <laughs> probably, yeah. Sydney I definitely have his. A... Bo- I definitely have his body shape, which is more flabby than the other two guys for sure. Sure. So you know, Sydney I got that. Just a, she's a she's an angel. She's a godsend, and then we have you, the yeah, big daddy butt. That's I think why we're together. She offsets it. We're like this mm, couple. Sure. They they are they just take it to the next level every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. The blonde girl whose name's Jen, but let's be honest, at this point in the movie, no one gives a fuck about anyone's names. You got sure. the nerdy girl, you got the booby girl, you got the douchebag three, the trio. Like there's like Except like Big Daddy Buck. We do need to continue using Big, Big Daddy, Daddy Buck because Daddy this is Buck. such a good so, name. Well, and Mary, whose whose co- whose cabin this is, or whose cousin's mm, cabin this is, her yeah, boyfriend is Tommy. And he mm. basically I don't remember him really being in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um Full offense to Tommy, you disappeared. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, there's a reason why. Some people get lost in the role. Other people just need to be lost in the fucking. Yeah. I, I yeah. thought I had something. I think you could. I, I think some people get lost in the role and some people just get lost. Boom. There it is. Mm. Edit. Cut there it. There you go. Perfect. There you go. Well, back. Jen, the blonde girl, she goes into the bathroom. She turns the shower on, but inside the shower is... A fucking zombiever. Uh-oh. Well done. Incredible, guys. Incredible. Zomb- the zombievers in this movie. Like, these these are the best part. Yeah. Like, oh, I sure. am a sucker for practical effects. Me like, too. I hate CGI. I love practical effects. And the practical effects in this movie are outstanding. Incredible. They're yeah, fucking they're awesome. Masterful, yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of the practical effects, came and I have a fun fact for you. The zombievers featured in the film are done with full practical effects. The studio behind the effects, Creature Effects, are best known for their work on films such as Army of Darkness, Predator 2, 300, and my personal favorite, Bratz the Movie, <laughs> which was going to be our next episode of Safe Trash Cinema, Bratz <laughs> the Movie. Bratz the Movie. Yeah, uh, Creature... Uh... Creature effects, they are like renowned in especially the horror industry. Um, they they run like they do like all sorts of props. Um, they're really well known for making animatronic horses. Hmm. And so in films where you see a horse die on the screen, more often than not, they are the ones that actually did the horse. Wow. They actually did all the all the horse death scenes in Revenant and wow. in Tom Cruise's The Last Samurai. They are good at what they do. Yeah, I have no, never seen happens. a horse die in a movie and think that's an animatronic horse. In the I just interview, I was a horse reading. acting. <laughs> yeah, horse, horses are fantastic actors. Look I just assume they taught them to like fall Parker. down. Can we can we clip that? Can we pull quote that? Yes. <laughs> Great. Okay. One hundred percent. So Jen runs out after seeing the zombie beaver. She tells the rest of the group about the beaver, and they go to the bathroom to kill it. Inside of the bathroom. They don't find the beaver until it pops out of the cabinet and attacks one of them. When this happened, they tricked me. I was like, wait, can the beavers like teleport? Is there like a magical (laughs) effect with these beavers? And then turns out he just opened the bathroom cabinet, got inside and waited for Tommy to come in. And then he's a joker. Yeah, he's a joker. This was also this was a this was a, a moment on display custom made for us 
to just watch all of her friends fully berate Jen. This is a moment <laughs> of all of your friends hate you and think you are a fucking liar and have no problem saying so mm -hmm. to your face. Making fun of her. I mean, it's just I I felt I I felt bad for Jen in this sure. moment. I felt bad for Jen in a lot of moments of this film. Yeah, yeah. You know what? And you know, you I'm gonna be the You're such a caring guy. Stop it. You know, I'll be the I'll be the asshole in the room. I'll be the asshole in the room. I don't give a shit about any of these people. And when well, they start dropping like flies, you know what? That's when the fun really starts to go off. Sure. Because like we're here for the guts, right? And sure. I mean, I, I feel like of all the characters in the film, Jen is the only one that seems like, you know, she's probably a nice girl. You know what I mean? She probably, you know, I mean, probably she's just, she just got caught up in the wrong crowd. You know, you know, I kind of happens like so often. I like Zoe, the booby girl, probably the most, and not for the boobies, boobies part, but for the fact that like she's so like I don't give a fuck about anything the whole time. Sure, that you're kind of just like you kind of like I at least for me, I feel like I just navigate to people who are just so flippant about everything because <laughs> yeah. like you're like this person's gonna get into sh some shenanigans soon, and I want to be part of them, and so I. I... Feel I wanted to like Zoe. I just, I'm so hard on uh, bad accents. Like if you have a bad accent in a movie, mm. it's it's going to be really hard for me to care for you as an actor. So what you're saying is Amy Adams and whatever the fuck that redneck movie she was in. The something. Uh, Hillbilly Elegy. Hillbilly Elegy, yeah. Hillbilly Elegy, it. yeah. It's, she's probably terrible. Dog shit. Well, they kill the zombie They bag it up in a trash bag and toss it out on the porch. But the question is... Is it really dead? The next morning, we see the old redneck from before as he's putting out bear traps. We cut back to the group as they're going out to swim. They notice the garbage bag with the beaver is torn open, and there's bloody prints leading away from it. Cute little beaver footprints. Yeah. What I love is the one guy's like, we're out in the woods, guys. Um, I don't know if you know this, but huh, animals can eat other animals, and everyone's like, oh, "You're so right!" Like, dude, fuck off, just fuck and like there are so obviously these tiny, tiny, blooded, uh, bloodied footprints, perfectly formed, perfectly formed. So, like, if anything took this, mm. they have tiny feet, and I don't think something with that tiny feet could have ripped open this bag and completely devoured an animal. So. You know what I think I would have kind of like, don't go wrong. I love zombie beavers, but what about like zombie raccoons? Like, can you imagine a little, with little hands, mm. like a little zombie sure. raccoon, just like <laughs> with just, a little... just neatly tearing open this garbage bag and like yanking out this beaver carcass, like out of this bag and taking it back to his homeboys. I just, just like, I love that little video of the raccoon eating grapes mm, and he's yeah. got those little hands and he keeps like, he won't look, he's like staring at the camera. He keeps like reaching into the, the bowl of grapes and he's like, fishing around with those little hands oh yeah just love little hands some little oh, hands yeah there's man. that there's also the movie of the, or the video of the little monkey doing snapping beans have you seen this one have oh you heard about this? hell yeah dude that's a great, great video yeah. that's a great video man. we spend way too much time on instagram stories watching animal yeah, videos we do <laughs> so while the group that's is out swimming, hearts, you too <laughs> well out, while the group is out swimming it's revealed to the audience that the blonde's boyfriend cheated on her with the nerdy friend bom, bom, euphoria bom. season three it writes itself this is like the last episode when you were telling me about sucking your own dick and uh 
Secession. Secession. Swallowing your own load, specifically. (laughs) Just to clarify. Not sucking your own dick, swallowing your own load. I think you're now... If my mom is listening to this, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Whatever. My mom doesn't listen to anything I do, so... Stacy, if for some reason you are listening to this, guess what? Your son's never sucked his own dick before. I'm not flexible. <laughs> Stacy. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. So, so part of the reason why we we are on this girls' trip to begin with, I gotta just move us past this. I well, I know I personally know Stacy, so there's this. I it's like really affected me that statement. Oh, I'm dying over here, guys. I'm dying. <laughs> Because like what? Oh, this is what's happening in my brain. I'm picturing Stacy, this lovely, sweet, tender woman, scrolling Instagram, and she sees this clip that I've cut <laughs> of Cayman saying this, and just her the horror on her face, and she sends it to Justin, your brother. She's and like, and then it just you're excommunicated from the family. All of a sudden, you live on the street. Like I, I I'm seeing five steps ahead at this point. I mean, it's a really dark path for me to go down. <laughs> I think, here's the thing. Fault. why would my family be upset i said i've never done it i also said because <laughs> okay, i'm not flexible enough the more you say it the more it makes yeah. me wonder just can you say what what haven't you done before Cameron? i've never sucked my own dick and that's a clip folks what were you going to say, Devin, before all of us? Uh, I was going to say uh, part of the reason why we're on this originally girls trip is because Jen found a photo of her boyfriend, Hutch Dano, mm. making out with uh, a brunette at a party. And so they were like, we'll get you out of there. You can't text him. We're going to get your mind off of it. And yeah, in this moment, it is revealed... That it is, in fact, the call is coming from inside the house. Mm. If Ooh. you will, wow. if you will, oh, nice. Nice yeah, it's Mary. There. Mary is a dirty fucking lion cheat. So yeah, I and like, what is what is Mary's end game here? Right, like it was her idea to go on this cabin trip to get away from boys. Was it to like soften her up to be like, it's three a.m. We're drunk at a cabin like it was me i'm sorry or like is yeah. she like well because yeah in this moment it is also revealed that she is not sorry she does not yeah, regret no. this in fact she oh, seems yeah, like no, she's she kind of proud of it yeah um so yeah i don't really i mean i don't really know what her great well it definitely <clears throat> it definitely sets up a moment where in in the audience's mind right you switch and you go okay the final girl is jen the blonde the final guy is Tommy, the nerdy girl's boyfriend. Like you have that, or at least I did. I had that moment where I was like, okay, the dynamics have shifted. This is now the new setup. And so going into the rest of the film, that's what I'm expecting. Mm, sure. And I, I thought like for sure that. it was Jen. Yeah. I love that. I love that they set that up and, and then we will get into that later. But Jen goes to get into the lake to join the rest of the group. She feels something brush against her foot. Immediately after the rest of the group swimming gets attacked as well. And one of the boyfriends, not Butch Dano, uh, the foot, I just called him the footless douchebag. Oh, um, uh, Big Daddy Buck. Buck Big yeah. Daddy Buck. Big Daddy Buck gets his foot ripped off, which whole foot. This is this was just like gone. my this is my my one hang up, right? Is that uh 
the CGI in the scene because they've used all practical effects at this point. The CGI yeah. in the scene is terrible. The few you times actually, they use CGI, it's so bad. Yeah, you can actually tell in one of the scenes, like you can see his foot still there, and they've just like like done blood around the leg. And like the foot is still there and it's like a really quick, like you blink, you miss it kind of moment. But like first it was like, holy shit, like that definitely happened. Um, so everyone but the blonde is now trapped on the floating raft and they're being circled by zombievers. The blonde, Jin, goes back into the house to call for help, but is attacked by a zombiever. And she impales the beaver onto the kitchen island, even after it's been ripped in half. And I, that's the die. that like the practical effects of like all of its guts and stuff, and it's like its butts and tail is still wiggling, and it's still chomping on the other end, and it's like two mm-hmm. separate pieces, like just connected by like sinew and tissue. It was like Entrails. really cool. Yeah, it was just like this. And is, the this image is of the shirt is made. That's that's when this scene happens. She's yeah up that on is the counter, indeed. legs spread, stabby stabby, hundred yeah, percent in the bikini as well. Yeah, um, it is worth noting that we do get a quick cut where it does show that the beavers have cut the phone lines. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which I think one, Which, like the, trope one number two, right? Something that this, this movie misses for me is I wish they leaned more into the beavers having like sentient minds. Like, okay, we got to cut the phone lines. We got to like pop the tires of the cars. Like I, I wish they would have yeah. done more like, sentient things like that because i i thought that was very funny that they knew to cut the phone lines yeah that is good so it's not long before the group on the raft are being attacked from underneath by the beavers one of the boyfriends launches zoe's dog into the water to create a diversion and i have to say this is literally the only death in the entire movie that i even cared about and like um, it almost feels as if they were they're gonna waste it like he throws it and it's being eaten and they're like still arguing and i'm like i swear to god yeah. if you just killed this dog and you don't get off of this raft i'm gonna be so upset i honestly like i know that like animal death in movies is like a catalyst a lot of times like one probably one of the most prolific animal deaths is pet cemetery uh, where they bury the family cat in the pet cemetery and it comes back to life. And I know that they, and you can use animal death for a lot of very good, like emotional moments. For instance, another one, John Wick, the whole catalyst of John Wick is them killing his dog. And so you can use it for a while. In this scene, I just felt it was like the dog yeah. is the MacGuffin. The dog is just there to help move the scene along. And it didn't work for me. I didn't like it. Yeah, um, if anything, it just kind of pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Can I tell a really quick story about John Wick? Yeah, absolutely. Specifically about the dog. A John so, Quick. A John Quick. Ooh. Got to get her on this podcast more. Um, so John Wick comes out and uh, everyone's talking about how good it is. So I'm like, ooh, I want to watch this movie. I didn't know a lot about it. But what I thought the plot was, which is how I pitched this to Rose, <laughs> I was like, hey, there's this movie, John Wick. It has Keanu Reeves in it. Uh, she's like, what's it about? I'm like, this, these people take this guy's dog and he has like, he kills them all and gets the dog back. Ooh, you fucked up. Bud. Not six minutes into the movie. The dog <laughs> is killed. Rose is crying and is like, I'm not watching this movie. And so I watched the movie alone feeling awful that I just, it was just an honest mistake, but man. Oh, I've had one. those moments with Sid before. 
yeah. where I've had to turn movies off because an animal dies and she's like, I'm not fucking doing this. Yeah, right I, I got there. I got the plot of the movie Keanu, mm-hmm. which is Jordan Peele and Keegan-Michael Key going to get their cat Keanu and save him mixed up with John Wick. <laughs> and uh, yeah, anyway, back on track, <laughs> back on track. While the beavers are occupied, the rest of the group make it to the house, but now they are trapped. After a group argument, it comes to light to the rest of the group that the nerdy girl and the shitty ex-boyfriend, Hutch Dano, were fucking... Mary and Hutch. Mary and Hutch. Just scrogging away. Outside of the house, a horde of zombievers start slapping their tails, and it becomes obvious to the group that not only are they outnumbered, but they are absolutely fucked. The group makes a plan to send two of the members, as well as the footless douchebag, Big Daddy Buck, to get help. They make it to the Prius and go for an escape. We then cut to the neighbor's house. The elderly couple talks about checking in on the girl. They, too, have a dog. And there's this really weird scene where, like, the guy is, like, petting the dog. Then it cuts away, and then it cuts back, and he re- reaches down to pet the dog again, and it's a zombie beaver. And honestly, like, there's no like dog death on screen. You don't see this dog ever again. But the like, see, it's just really funny to me. <laughs> it just suggests this, this, that this dog has just morphed into a zombie. Yeah, it's just it's just silly. Like it, it and, works in context. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Also, another iconic line from this film that we have now skipped over is with with this couple she's like oh should we go check on the girls you think they're doing okay and the husband famously says oh they're probably just scissoring each other to lady gaga oh as if that is something that people do is that some am i just off base here is that something people do they scissor to lady gaga i really can't wait till we get to the trivia section so we can actually talk about who wrote this film or who directed and wrote this film because it makes so much more sense Great. The group in the the group in the car drive down the road, but find it blocked by a tree. Horror trope number three. There's an abandoned truck on the side of the road, and they grab guns and an axe from it. The track star boyfriend Tommy decides to go on foot, but is struck down by another falling tree caused by the beavers and dies. <laughs> and another incredible line no please please jump in no no no. go ahead go ahead another incredible line when tommy and mary get out of the car uh big daddy buck dying in the back seat like hurls forward and says uh, i'm paraphrasing i this might be a direct quote but i I can't say for certain but he says i'm sorry i never ate your pussy i wish i could go back and eat all of it it just smells so bad down there (laughs) like you deserve it you deserve everything you're getting buck you deserve it all and a good relationship is about communication. Yeah. And so if you need a little, you know, Clorox wipe or whatever a yeah. lady does. Clorox wipe. <laughs> well, I'm does... not, why are you why are you insinuating I would know, Devin? I'm not a lady. We've addressed this. <laughs> we have Manscaped, Look, who does not all... sponsor the show, but they do make ball deodorant. So <laughs> if you got stanky balls, you can use deodorize code them. Bag 20. Yeah, yeah. If we use the code Beachbag <laughs> 20, we can clean our cooters and our hogs. <laughs> God. You got a stanky um, hog, you gotta clean it up. But yeah, Buck Buck deserves everything that happens to him. Yeah, 100 percent Fuck Buck. All fuck of yeah. these Hashtag fuck buck, buck. buck. Hashtag fuck Keith. Hashtag fuck Keith. The old redneck shows back up 
And he comes across the two remaining youth and puts them in his <laughs> truck and drives off. Back at the cabin, the group tries to barricade the house, but found that beavers easily true through wood barricading. Which is like pretty impressive. Like that I, I I love that they include this. And there's a line later where one of the characters mentions like, if you wanted me to put 10, 10 sheeting that around sheet the house, metal. I yeah, would. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like I would. And it's like kind of funny because it's like you don't really think about like obviously the, the smart move is is to obviously barricade the house. Yeah. But then the beavers chew through and you're like, oh shit, beavers chew through what anyway. So like this mm-hmm. actually works out. It was pretty clever on their part. Yeah, I agree. So back in the truck, the old redneck tells them about beaver fever and talks at length about diarrhea and shit. They end up driving back to the cabin to help the others. Unfortunately, they barricaded too well for the humans to get in. And the party outside the cabin, unfortunately, have to leave. So, piece of trivia here. Uh, one character mentions the Giardia lamblia parasite, which causes diarrhea and sometimes fever. Giardia was, during the 1970s, thought to be associated with beavers, hence the nickname beaver fever. But no connection with a specific animal has ever been shown. Between infecting hosts, often horses, cows, and sheep, Giard- is that how, am I saying it right? Giardia? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Giardia lives for yeah. several months in streams, lakes, and water pools. You know, you're asking the question like I wouldn't know, dude. I watched Trash Cinema. Do you I was actually asking know? Devin. Oh, fair enough. That's the smartest here right? would know. Oh yeah, definitely not me, dude. I watched Trash Cinema. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck do you uh, think? Objectively, I was not asking you. Yes. They flee to the neighboring house after arriving at the home, much to their chagrin. They find it in disarray, everyone dead, and the phone wires chew through as well. Yep. We cut back to the cabin where the blonde is seeming to want to have a sexual encounter with her nerdy friend. Unfortunately, we aren't lucky enough to see any fun shit happen (laughs) because she actually turns into a were-zombiever. Yeah. She attacks the nerdy girl, but the ex-boyfriend makes it in time to knock her lights out with a bat. They lock her gross ass up in one of the rooms. Didn't see this coming. I didn't see this coming from a mile away. Yeah, this is the first transformation that we see. And let me tell you, listeners, it is quite shocking. So oh. Incredibly visual, um, visceral. It's, uh, it's yeah, it, it, it affected me. Let's just oh, put yeah. it that way. Really and I do effects, think, too. I do think this, for me, now I am not a, um, a connoisseur, of of the trash cinema world as came and i know for sure you are and patrick you are dare i say becoming Mm. but i do think what's fun about this moment is i feel like there is perhaps a lot of girl on girl um uh, moments like i feel like that maybe gets shoehorned Mm. into uh, a cinema like this often and and not in a smart, fun, tongue in cheek sure. way. In a a bunch of men made this movie, and you know what we'd like to see, titty on titty, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so just as you think that is what is happening, bam, expectation subverted. Mm. She mm-hmm. has beaver teeth. Flip that on its head. And most, I I would argue, most upsettingly, 
a beaver tail. Ooh. Oh, yeah. It's like pustule. When she's trying to get out of this room and she's just slapping it on the floor, that, I mean, may be the most upsetting part of this movie to yeah. me personally. Sure. Yeah. No, the, the, the tale is, uh, uh, how do we say, upsetting. <laughs> well, it's got these like giant boils on it. As yeah. Well. yeah it, the, it has, what? it grew. It, I mean, this is a thing that burrowed its way yeah. out of her ass. ass. Yeah. And yeah. boy, does it show. And like, well, also thinking of it from an acting standpoint, like the her and then any of the other people that become the, the wear zombievers, you can tell it's a mouthpiece. And it, yeah. it's just like so much, like their mouth has to be so open. And like in the bloopers, you see her like spit coming out. And I'm like, oh, I mm-hmm. would hate that as an actor to have to do that. Which, speaking of spit, there's a thing I'd like to circle back to Mm. later in this conversation that I did not realize on first or second watch, not until I was doing a little reading up on this movie, did did the pieces come Mm. together. So a little foreshadowing. Okay, so here here's I just had an epiphany. Okay, so we're talking about the boils on the tail. (laughs) We're also talking about that it was birthed from her ass. So could the reason that her boyfriend cheated on her is because she just got some wicked hemorrhoids? Could be. I don't and he's think this like, I came can't. out of her asshole. He's like, I, I mean, we don't know. We don't know. I mean. It very well could. And he could just be It like, might have well, come out of my asshole. Oh, do you have hemorrhoids? <laughs> should, I, should I call Rose? Should we, should we take you to a doctor? If you use the code PSHWAG20, you can get 20% <laughs> off your uh, preparation H. Hell yeah. Oh, a little medicated cooling wipe. Uh-huh. There we go. Look, hey, you got stank hog? Clean it up. You got yep. pimply um, asshole? Clean, clean it up. up. P-Schwag clean it up. Um, uh, P- Trivia, uh, director Jordan Rubin has stated that the film was inspired by trash cinema classes such as Reanimator and The Thing. This is made evident with the introduction of the Wear Zombiever and the motif that, quote, you can't trust anyone. Exactly. Which I do. I do like that, that he was like, you know, I am in, like he was inspired by some of these older classic trash cinema films. Sure. And he makes a modern trash cinema film, which is pretty awesome. So at the neighbor's house, the footless douchebag has also turned into a wear on beaver. He bites the face off of the redneck old man. Zoe attempts to shoot him, but fails miserably. She's chased upstairs up the stairs of the home and locks herself in a bedroom. She's soon attacked by the neighbor, who's also turned, and then she throws herself through the window of a two-story home. In a glorious moment, headfirst. Which I will say is also another horror trope. Like, this movie is jam-packed full of, like, classic horror tropes from, like, yesteryear films, and it's great. Uh, With Jen locked up, the nerdy friend and... Hutch Dano think they've gotten a reprieve until the beavers tunnel in through the floor, which leads to a really funny scene where they play a whack a beaver. Well, um, leading into this scene, when you, you allude to it a little bit, but they think they've gotten a reprieve and they're like, hey, let's fuck. Mm, and so there's mm. this amazing shot where it's like, uh, am I am I jumping ahead? You're jumping ahead a no. little bit, but you're fine. A little bit. So they're like, okay, let's fuck. And then it cuts 
to the Zombiever uh, outside, which catches on fire and then catches a curtain on fire and then it cuts back to them and they're fucking. And then the Zombiever comes through the floor, bites his dick off. Unbelievable, like 45 seconds of editing and cinema right there. Because I think it's, there's fire, Mm -hmm. there's castration. And then I believe the third is, isn't that when the truck, the truck comes through the... So how we get here, the couple end up trapping themselves. You're fine. The couple end up trapping themselves in the bathroom. And then they they realize if you've been bit by the zombie, you will turn into a were zombie. And so they start to strip down. And then we have the scene where the nerdy girl has like a bruise under her bra. And he's like, what's that? And she like kisses him instead. And then they just start trying to fuck. Right. Right. Well, Jen and her newly transformed wear zombiever form bursts through the floor and straight up bites his dick off. She rips his hog straight from the base. And that thing is full of what looks like intestines. Uh, Multiple organs are coming out of that thing. I don't know if you know this, but penises actually have a whole, it's like a coil of intestines Mm. inside the penis. That's where babies come from. Wow, mm-hmm. how about that? Yep. Last Science. episode, we talked about how you could cook a chicken in a dryer. This episode, we tell you how babies are born. Yep. Science. 69ing and stuff. <laughs> hey, Stacy. How so, you doing? Um, <laughs> as Devin said, it's at this point in the film. Nerdy girl makes it out of the bathroom. She escapes the grasp of Jen. And then a truck plows through the front of the cabin, which is also on fire. And it is Zoe. She's come to save the day. Mary jumps in the car, the nerdy girl. She jumps in the car. They take off down the road. Unfortunately for them, the redneck pops out once again, fires a round off in their direction. They crash into a tree. They are then attacked by a whole horde of zombievers, as well as were zombievers, and I'll be damned, a zombearver? Oh, yeah. The fucking bear from the beginning of the film comes back and it's got a big old slap and tail. And it's got the big old beaver teeth. Oh, yeah. And it is absolutely hilarious when it shows up. Like that is like one of the funniest fucking. I, I I saw this movie. I first saw this movie a few years ago, and so like I've forgotten about a lot of this stuff. So when the bear shows up, I lost my fucking mind. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Jesus Christ, incredible. Again, like another the reincorporation in this movie is yeah. like it's incredible. Smart, 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 smart. Mm-hmm. So, oh right, we got a a fun fact. This is me dropping the ball. Uh, the Backstreet Boys uh, were given a cast credit for playing the zom- uh, zombie beaver bear, the zombearver. It isn't clear if it was all of them or just one of them, but for, I guess, somehow, the Backstreet Boys were playing the zombearver. You know, I really hope that the bear's name was actually called the Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. Like, that was his full legal name. I hope so. On his bear birth certificate. First name V, middle name Backstreet, last name Boys. Yeah, that's his full name. I mean, hell, John Mayer's in the film, so I wouldn't be shocked if somehow the Backstreet Boys were involved as well. Sure. So the two girls somehow escape the horde and make it back to the Prius in the down tree. 
before they make it past the tree, the nerdy girl confronts Zoe about being bitten. But shocker, she was actually the one that was bit and turns. Fully the deserved. final girl, the final girl Zoe, gives her a good old chopping to her head with an axe. And walks off as the sun begins to rise above. She makes it back to the main road. But unfortunately for her, John Mayer and Bill Burr are back <laughs> driving the medical the truck. B- the best reincorporation I've seen in decades. And I've only been alive for three of them. And they come careening straight for her. And bam! Same line. Same line. Same hey, line. You, you see her? <laughs> and he goes, he goes, yeah, yeah, I see her. He's like, and this time, instead of saying, I don't trust you, he goes, ah, I trust you. <laughs> like, incredible. Credit. So, roll credits. I do think, let me let me interrupt one moment. Please, sure. I do think we need to uh, give a moment to our girl, Jen, our blondie. Mm, yeah. Because she meets her final demise. She's obviously, she was the first mm-hmm, where, yeah. where beave. She, when they're driving away in the car, she appears on top of oh. the car. They mm, slam on the brakes. Mm-hmm. She rolls off. Then her supposed quote on quote friend zoe chooses now granted i mean she is she's she we gotta die sometime mm. she's aware where zombie zoe chooses to run over this girl's head then proclaiming i never really liked her giving Dummy credit Dummy. to my theory Mm-hmm. my not theory you know none of yeah, these the people like one. each other mm-hmm. we especially oh, everyone especially oh. hated jen um it just i mean it is sa- it is satisfying i'll i'll give zoe that sure it's satisfying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh for sure so during the credits we get a absolutely hilarious blooper reel great blooper reel um that 100 elevates the film and honestly might be the best part of the film entirely there's a lot of really funny. There's a lot of cuts of like uh, John Mayer and Bill Burr, like talking mm-hmm. to each other in the truck, that mm-hmm. are just outrageously funny. And I kind of wish they would have just improv-ing. kept. Yeah, I wish they would have just kept it in. There's like especially one where John Mayer's like, "Yeah, I remember this one time I got a hand job at an Arby's." Wait. No, maybe I gave the hand job at an Arby's. Like, Look, <laughs> so good. Disney Plus needs to make a spinoff series of these two. Just driving down the road, yeah. having conversations. So, like, Seinfeld's got comedians and cars getting coffee. Like, what What if we just get Bill Burr and John Mayer to do this? But I'm not clever enough to come up with a name on what the sure. show we don't. We don't need to. Part. We're the ideas. Yeah. We're not the, we're idea guys. the writers. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we're idea guys. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news to the audience, but this ain't the end of the film, baby. post credit scene. A bee is feeding on the corpse of a zombiever and flies back to its hive. The result? Zombies. Yeah, Jesus if we don't get a full Christ. zombie cinematic universe. I mean, it's been eight years now and we haven't had a second film in the series but well the time is I, I don't know if the two of you are aware of this but there's actually a set of films that might be similar they're way more dramatic and way more like take me serious and they're called zombies 
And then the sequel, Zombies 2, where a zombie outbreak takes place at a zoo. And so all the zoo animals get turned into zombies. And uh, yeah, I'm never watching that, even if you made Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, we're going to we're going to move that. So the end of the film, guys, look fantastic. But we're not done yet. Patrick, why don't you take us home with a little bit of trivia? Got a couple more pieces of trivia here. So Courtney Palm, who played Zoe, said in an interview that she would she was told taking the role would be a bad idea, but she's glad that she did take it. She liked the role of Zoe because uh, she's free spirited and spunky. The nudity required didn't bother her at all either. Pointing out that she spent hours on set stark naked in front of several men for Sushi Girl in 2012. So walking around with her boobs showing for this movie was no big deal at all. Apparently, she also ended up making lasting friendships with some of the cast. And it's led to some great things. Sounds like some editorializing here, but uh, director Jordan Rubin got his start in the TV industry as a head writer on Comedy Central's The Man Show. Interesting. And there we go, folks. Questionable. That Questionable. is how we end up with a movie like this with all yeah. of the just horribly crass, crude, and objectively terrible writing. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker did wrote the skits for The Man Show. Which, yeah. if the audience isn't familiar, it was Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla. Adam. Yeah. Adam Carolla, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel, Kimmel, who like yeah. refuses to acknowledge he was even on the show because it and is objectively of, maybe the most problematic show that's ever. It is easily the most sexist thing you'll ever watch. I do not yeah. recommend anyone looking it up. Um, but hey, if you want to, there was a not a spinoff, but a they tried to reboot the show with Joe Rogan as one of the hosts. So. <sighs> You know what? It all comes full circle, guys. It all comes full circle. Uh, Final piece of trivia. The final body count. Ten humans, two dogs, one bear, and one deer. You know, no count of how many beavers died. So the question is, did any of the beavers actually die? Nope, none of them did. Well, we're going to move on to the final thoughts round. Uh, This round, as you might know or you might not know, we do a rating of one to five. One is I strongly do not recommend this absolute hog shit trash pile of a film up to five, which is I really strongly recommend this amazing film. It is a trasterpiece. We will start with you, Patrick. Give us your final thoughts and give us a rating. So it's interesting because uh, for those of you who um, I oh right, we don't do a video version of this. I was going to say for those of you only um, listening, you might not realize Devin and I currently in the same room. That is true. And before the podcast was recording, uh, we were talking about the show and Devin asked me like what she thought I might rate it. And at the time I said a three, I I felt like three was a strong rating for this movie, but I had so much fun talking about it for the last 70 minutes that I think I'm going to give this a four. Holy shit. I do recommend this as a film to watch. Maybe that, maybe there's an asterisk there saying you also have to listen to this episode of Save Trash Cinema, uh, or I guess you've already listened to it now. But, you know, I think it's a, a really fun film. I think, uh, as I've said multiple times, I think it masterfully handles reincorporation, which I'm a huge fan of. John Mayer, like there's, Evan kind of put it very succinctly with her list earlier. I think there's a lot to love here. There's a lot to celebrate. Uh, ultimately, I'm going to give this a four out of five. Right on, right on. Uh, how about you, Devin? What are, what are your final thoughts and what is your your rating? Um. My final thoughts are, I'm, I'm glad I came back to this film. I'm glad I came back to this film because I have put it on, I had put it on such a pedestal mm. in my mm. mind 
um, worn this t-shirt proudly. Mm -hmm. And then when it was time to show this movie to my friends, I was a little worried. I was like, what if this does not hold mm. up? Sure. And I'm not going to lie. The first, uh, even though I, I did love the uh the title title credits song really got me ready to enjoy a film um i don't know the first five or so minutes of this movie i was i was sweating it's mm. just the three of them in the car they're not really holding it together i gotta be honest much love to my ladies but not not doing the lord's work and um but then as we got into this i mean when jen transforms into that beaver i was like here we go baby this is the movie that i remember and i was i am proud to have shown it mm. to my friends i'm gonna go ahead and give it a four um i think a huge perk is the length or rather mm. lack thereof mm -hmm, sure, this is absolutely. a tight hour 17 and uh it's perfect it's yeah. perfect it's a smart choice it gives you everything that you need um trims the fat i think um and i think even though even as cringy as the script can be at times sure. i do think there are some really smart elements it makes me it it gives me a little faith in the people who who made sure. this movie mm -hmm. um yeah so solid solid four out of five let's go biatch right on. yeah <laughs> my final thoughts um yeah i'm gonna come close to you guys i'm i'm because as i do every episode i create my own scale hmm. and uh i'm coming in at a 3.5 i don't disagree with anything you guys said i think the movie's a ton of fun um my one problem is like devin said the script at times can be a little bit much um some of the jokes don't always land and it feels a little bit dated i think specifically sure. just with the script um and that that that, that can be some hang-ups she you aren't wrong either the opening 10 minutes to 15 minutes are are not fantastic it is not the best part outside of the very opening scene with john mayer and bill burr like that's hilarious but the opening is is doesn't really hit the the acting is is really bad um it, look, it this... feels like it feels like the acting at the beginning of a porn mm. you know oh, yeah yeah oh, it and i gives think with this kind of movie of vibes you can you it's very easy to worry that it is gonna get sexual and it is like we really just it's a bunch of men who wanted to make a horror movie. Really, they wanted to make a porn, but they had to sell it, so they turned it into a horror movie. Like that's what happens. And they didn't yeah. go there. And they, they you know, didn't. You they did not. Yeah. So props to props to men. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Props to men. I do uh, to to steal a Cayman phrase. I take umbrage, Cayman, with your three point five. It, no, he said three five. Wait, what? Wait, didn't he? Three three point five. So three point five. Oh, 5. I thought you. Oh, yeah. I thought you. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess I can come up with whatever scale. I don't give a shit. Well, well, and the reason being, you you say the script, and so mm -hmm. I just I challenge you to confirm mm -hmm. on this podcast on the air that the script of Samurai Cop was <laughs> better than this movie, because you gave that one a four, and you never said the script was shit. I'm pretty sure I gave it a four point five. Um, yeah, even worse. 
Yeah. No, look, I, I think what you have to look at, like Samurai Cop is just in its own universe. Like, dude, it is just, if sure. you've never seen Samurai Cop, it, it's floating out in the abyss of who knows what the fuck's happening there. Like this movie just, I think it's, it, what gets me is that there's just a lot of really not, there's a lot of sex jokes that just fall flat. Mm, okay. Sure. And they don't add anything to the film. And they do, and even though we know that the the, the actors who were, were doing the film, they had a lot of fun making, which is great. But, like, it's still, that doesn't salvage the fact that, like, some of the stuff just didn't age well in terms of, like, like, it, it felt at times very man show. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of, like, all of the puns and innuendos about beavers, like, by a certain point, the jokes kind of started to just wear thin. The The second half of the movie is where the film gets really good for me. Like the blood, the bloodbath kicks in. Everything starts to get crazy. That's sure. when the film elevates itself to like being. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I recommend watching it. So I'm not gonna say don't watch it. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I think you and should. I, say... I think you should. I think it's a fun movie. I just think that you should maybe go into it with a little grain of salt. Give it a chance. And I could see that people would might be turned off by some of the more problematic dialogue that occurs in the film because it, you know at times it it can be a little, a little just meh. Um, and that's I, but but it's like ultimately, it's a fun movie and it's a great yeah. movie I think to watch with friends. Like sure. this is a movie watching by yourself. I don't think you'll have as much fun if you watch it with someone else, have a couple beers or smoke a little weed, whatever you do. No judgments here, and you'll be able to enjoy it just fine. Um, but yeah, I think we're sucking while sucking your own dick. You might have even more fun that way. But no, I think it's a I think it's a fun film. So there you go. Across the board, we've got a 4, 4, and a 3.5. Ultimately, I think all of us can agree. We recommend watch it. Hey, it's free on Tubi. So Sure. Devin, was try. there something you wanted to... I felt like there was something that you needed to say. What? And I want to put you on the spot. I just... I felt that Put energy. her on the spot. No, no, no. I just... I... Look. I agree. The joke's at times misogynist. Unfunny. Unnecessary. It... it is in such a way though and in this context i don't even pay it any mind Mm, not to like i'm glad to hear you saying this of course and there are gonna be viewers of this movie who should be reminded that some of these jokes in in poor taste for sure um I, I feel like there is such um, an elephant in the room with Samurai Cop. And Patrick, I, I do <laughs> want to remind you that while I am on your while I am on your side always, mm-hmm. Kyle, um, and I am never going to watch Samurai Cop mm-hmm. because I trust you. Mm-hmm. Um, I do hear what Cayman's saying. This was made in 2014, and sure. so this movie is held to, to a, a higher, higher standard. standard. Sure. Yes, uh huh. Yes, we we know better, and therefore, hey, I'll be do the, better. Hey, I'll be the first to say I can be I can be swayed by my friends' opinions. I can take some feedback and and admit maybe I was wrong. <laughs> you know? Okay. Well, hey, you heard it here, but... folks. Patrick sometimes admits he's wrong. I wish he would do that on the other show we do together. Wow. Oh. Last last thing. Wow. We yes. and and maybe I mean no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna change my rating. It's too late for that now. But we have not discussed the credits song. Mm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. This mm. jazzy 
Frank Sinatra big band beaver song. Like it is It almost sounds like a Christmas song. Like the way and and like the way that the the melody goes. I got Christmas song vibes from it. Interesting. Interesting. Like a, like a 50s Christmas song. For sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um if this podcast episode I mean, if you have decided you have just absolutely no interest in watching this movie, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) However, if nothing else, please, please just go. I don't know if you can buy this song on iTunes, but if you can, you should Mm. because it is it's a great time. Keeping the trend alive because My Bloody Valentine also had a great song in the credits. Hell Yeah. yeah. That yes, fucking in song was yeah. So awesome. let's hope that that continues well, with our next movie. Well, guys, uh, well the next movie is a secret. I'll tell you guys about that mm-hmm. later. But for before we go, Devin, is there anything that you would like to plug before we finish up the episode? Look, if you haven't watched Teenage Bounty Hunters on Netflix, what are you waiting for? Mm. Um, yeah, what are you waiting for, guys? Um. You know, you may know all of us live in Atlanta. Teenage Bounty Hunters set in Atlanta, shots in Atlanta, ATLians. Where where are you at? Um, yeah, it's a great time. It's um it's like a skip of the week format, half of it, you know, they're they're chasing a new bad guy every episode. There's also love, loss, family. Um, boobies here and there. Um, I won't spoil anything. Um, yeah, fun show, a lot of heart. Check out Teenage Bounty Hunters on Netflix. There you go, guys. Check out Teenage Bounty Hunters. Um, Devin, thank you so much for being on the show and for for the audience. Yeah, absolutely. And for the audience, if you've enjoyed the show, please rate review share the hell out of it with your friends and loved ones and your worst of enemies honestly word of mouth is key here we aren't beggars but we also are beggars and also fuck keith if you're interested in video games check out our main podcast the spotlight games podcast on all of your favorite streaming services we also have a youtube channel so don't be a heathen and watch us banter about video games there as well in the meantime you can follow me at kid cayman patrick at patrick schwager devin where can they follow you Hales underscore Devin on Twitter, devinhales.jpg on Instagram. Woop woop. And you can follow woop our woop. main podcast at Spot Games Pod on Twitter and Spotlight Games Podcast on Instagram. And if you want to be part of the show or have a recommendation of a film that you want us to listen, watch, or review for you, um, hit us up on uh, Save Trash Cinema at gmail.com or you can DM us at Save Trash Cinema on all of our socials. Once again, Patrick, thank you so much for being on the show. Devin, Mm. thank you so much for being on the show. Mm. Watch Teenage Bounty Hunters. And remember, fight big box office. Save trash cinema. I had a job for a minute as one of those sign spinners. Blink, blink, one of those sandwich places. Yeah, but I plugged it in. I put some Christmas lights in it, tried to get paid extra, and I strangled my penis. Strangled your penis? How does that happen? You can strangle your penis. Were you doing that flip behind your back and it came up around your taint? My penis was in a was in a rear naked choke. Now what kind of workman's comp do you get for that? You just get fired.